This is Joel Portman, your host for Kings Kids and Courage. And today we're going to continue on what it's going to take to make the decision to actually have a kingdom. That is the first step to having any kingdom. And we've explored a few things already around what that's going to take. You know, we're going to have to actually believe that we're worthy, that we're actually created to build the king, that it's not a shameful thing or a greedy thing or a selfish thing to actually be a king. We're going to have to overcome some of our beliefs, even if they're not our beliefs, it was beliefs of people we loved and we don't want to offend them. But we're going to take a step farther uh, today and we're going to uh, explore once again in a little deeper sense of what it is and what it's going to take to actually make that decision. Now, when you ask someone, why is it why is it that you don't have the kingdom that you want? Why is it that you don't have, you know, the financial ability to sustain and build, a, a, maintain a kingdom? Why is it that you don't have the 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 family structure? Why is it that you don't have the the physical ability? Why is it that you don't have the connection to God and the universe? And what is it that that keeps you from pulling this all together? And two things that that come to mind immediately is one is like the remembrance of pain, right? We've all had very painful things in our lives and we have some choices what to do with that, right? We, we tend to blame. And more often than not, what happens is, especially as men, because we, we have a, a by, by nature and also some social, uh, social rules, we tend not to share that pain. We don't, we're not strong. We're, we're meant to be strong. And what happens is we internalize it and we don't actually face the pain. We don't face the fear, right? We sedate. And I'm sure we can all identify with, you know, if it's not ourselves, and that's probably going to be the last person you'd be able to identify, right? Because it's always easy to see another man that's sedating, right? Oh, my my grandpa drank, or this guy over here, you know, he, he does watches porn every night, and, and this guy does drugs, and this guy is, is a video game guy, and this guy's got his man cave, and he's into football, and, and that's where they hide, uh, from actually addressing what it's going to take because kingdoms are a lot of work. That's not, that's not something that just gets bestowed upon you. You actually have to decide that you're going to live in your purpose and that you're actually going to build something and that you actually want to live in your masculinity and actually protect and provide, which is the two of the basic elements of, of masculinity. We want to protect our people, we want to provide for our people, the core of which is our family, right? The queen and our kids and extended to our parents and siblings, and it goes out from there, right? To to the degree that we're able to do an outstanding job, right? So as you start out in a kingdom, it's not going to be, you know what, I, I want to own uh, pretty much all of Nevada. You know, it's not going to start out that way, right? It's going to start out with you having, maybe maybe it's your queen, right? Maybe it's just you for right now. And say, I am going to have a kingdom and I can take excellent care of myself right now. And that's not, that's like, what would a king do? Take care of you, right? Not like, I want to take care of myself, so I'm going to buy a Lamborghini and, and you know, do all the, the uh, frivolous things that don't build kingdoms, right? It's, it's trying to enjoy the fruits of having a kingdom before you ever get it, which is a certain way not to ever have it, right? So you're going to start out, with the size kingdom you can manage, right? And most people can't manage themselves. So that's all the bigger that this kingdom is going to be in the beginning, right? And we're going to have to get past those items initially within yourself, the fear of the work, right? Some people may not have a work ethic at all. Some people 
have been taught that like working more than 40 hours is abusive or it's hard work or it's exhausting or all the other adjectives that get thrown around in our culture, right? So we're going to have to get past that because it is, it's going to be, if you want to be the king, you're going to have to do more than everyone else, right? You're going to have to be smarter than everyone else. You're going to have to have more experiences so you can gain the wisdom so people will actually trust you. You'll have to demonstrate that you can be trusted, right? So this, again, starting with yourself, you're going to have to get past the fear. Like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of work. Like I grew up on a farm once again, and, and, and you see animals, right? And not just the farm animal, but you see animals in the woods and around nature. And you, and you see that animals, male animals will fight. And like whether they live or die is kind of irrelevant in that game, right? They want to be the king. They want to be the alpha male. And I believe that we're all born with some of that, right? When you talk about people that uh, uh, are addicted to porn, right? What, what are they doing? You know, they're putting themselves in a position of having control, having a kingdom, having some sense of alphaness in their life. And this carries over into our culture, right? The, the whole Me Too movement, right? Now, I have personal feelings about that on both sides, right? Like I have daughters that I wouldn't want any of that to happen to. But I've also had the experience where women have had unlimited power by by a word and overthrow kingdoms with a, with a word so this is this is we're not going to get into the politics of that but we are going to be aware of the power and the wisdom that it's going to take right because we live in this culture whether we like it or not and if that's an element of our culture a king is going to have to defend himself in particular and his people from those types of things Right. And again, today we're just going to focus on ourselves. Right. So we're going to get past the, the belief of how much work that is. We're going to get past the, the unworthiness. Right. In my case, you know, I felt um, and I was rewarded as a child. Right. To to give and to help and to give and to help. And pretty soon I got out in the world and had all of this opportunity to give and help. While I was trying to build my kingdom, I started a business when I was 18 and while I was trying to do all the work for that, the people I would hire, I would try to help them as well. And then because I could see that I was gaining more than a lot of other people in my life, I felt like, well, this isn't really mine. God really kind of wants me to share all of this. And it took me a long time to get the idea that, that no, like I am building a kingdom for me and my people, right? And I have to have the, have the discipline not to, and this might be a strong word to, whore myself out, right? Like, do not trade myself for love or other people's approval. Now, that's a strong word, but you know what? It's probably pretty effective because in some sense, that's exactly what it was, right? I would trade myself for approval or someone else's attention or, or whatever it was. So that's the first thing is we have to get past that, right? Like, yes, obviously help other people, but don't help them and don't be a martyr, right? As a Catholic, we were taught that martyrs were great people. You know, in my lifetime, my experience is like, you know what? That was really great. And, and you can admire their loyalty. But there's an element of stupidity, right? When the Romans came and, and uh, burned these churches and so on, with the people in them, it's like, well, maybe, maybe you could have been smarter. Maybe you could have done more good in the world had you stayed alive. Right? So... For me, that was part of letting that whole process go. Like, I, I'm, my life isn't to be a martyr, right? I'm, my life isn't sacrificial, except in the instance where my people are at stake, right? 
myself, my family, and however big my kingdom gets, right? And the next thing that we have to get through is the perception of pain, right? We, we can't listen to the noise around us, right? Because especially in our culture, you know, the we, we have, I guess, the people that have this view is like empathetic, right? We want to feel sorry for all of the people that don't have. We want to feel sorry for all of the people that, that aren't... Uh, um, Maybe they'll say they, you didn't have the same opportunity. Well, of course, they didn't have the same opportunity. They had one a lot of times better. We see people come into this country and build a kingdom in, in a period of five or ten years. So it's absolutely doable, but we have to get past the idea of what work is. When you're in purpose, it's not work, right? And you, all you have to do is, is go back to your purpose and what is, what is your purpose on, on earth, right? And I'm not saying that's all you have to do, but that's really where you have to go. You have to know your why. Why am I doing this? Why did I start a business when I was 18? Right? Because I didn't want to be someone else's, I don't know, I had a different word for that, right? I don't want to be someone's bitch, right? I didn't want to be working for someone else. I don't want to be taking orders, right? I was the kid that, that probably, I don't know, I grew up in a small town, so there's quite a bit more tolerance and there's a lot of places, but I was more of a rebel type person, right? I didn't hurt people, but I didn't, following the rules and staying in line and being sedated to, to stay in, in this zone of what was acceptable was not my strongest suit. So as, um, so then, let me, let me go back here to, to when I started this business. But when I started the business, I decided that this was going to be my kingdom, right? I'm going to build this. I didn't have a family yet. I was 18, right? But I, I pictured what I wanted. I grew up on a farm. And I wanted my kids to have that uh, in their upbringing, right? I didn't want the financial part of the farm, right? That means I didn't want to be broke my whole life, but I wanted to be grounded. So my intention was to make a lot of money fast, right? Which I did. I bought a farm. I paid cash when I was 22. I had uh, a guy that was a bit of a mentor for me uh, suggest that he uh, wished he was a millionaire by the time he was 30. And I was 22 when he told me that. So it didn't take me long to become a millionaire. That was a benchmark, right? And I, and we use those things to inspire, right? We don't compare, but it, it can inspire kind of like the Roger Bannister story, right? The four minute mile, you know, once he did it, once people realize it can be done, humanity just makes it continues from there. Once they know it can be done. So what I would suggest in this case is is find a, a mentor, or, or it doesn't even have to be a mentor necessarily, but but put a benchmark that's uh, that's achievable, not to your current self, but to, to the self to uh, the self that you will be by the time you get there. And if you, that makes any sense, so the the fact that I started a business, like I knew nothing about business, I knew that I could work my ass off, and I was afraid to get paid, right? Like I I worked at a, a a cheese factory for a little while when I was in, in high school or just out of high school uh, for a couple months. And I made quite a bit of money there. And when I went to charge for the services that I did, I, I, I started a business. We repaired farm silos and eventually built farm silos and then eventually tanks and then eventually wastewater systems uh, around the world. Um, but initially when we started doing the work on the farms, which is something that I knew and I understood, and I had that gift from my parents, right? We, we weren't given, we didn't hire. And I had the luxury or, or great gift of working alongside my dad and my grandpa almost all the time, right? Especially in the summer, right? 
in, in morning and night um, during the school year. So I learned their, their trade. I learned what they knew, right? I knew, I learned how to fix things, repair things, common sense, you know, grounded to the earth. You know, my dad was way ahead of his time in, in, uh, uh, in the seventies and eighties. And, you know, when they were, um, a lot of pesticides in my stuff and stuff, my dad refused to do that. Right. He was, he, uh, one of the things that I most remember about, um, about that is if it, you know, he would tell me that if it poisons a bug or it poisons a plant, wouldn't it also poison you? Or what happens if it poisons a plant or poisons, uh, uh, you know, a, a mouse or something, and then the cat eats the mouse. And where does all this accumulated poison go, right? And he used to say, um, in about food in our food, he was very particular, right? We grew all our own food. We canned it, we froze it, we didn't all of that. And great, great tribute to my parents for all that work. Uh, and I believe it had a big part in my health uh, throughout my life. But my dad used to say, you know, if you put a Twinkie on the counter. And you come back in a month, it'll all be there. I mean, it'll still be there. It won't, you know, as opposed to the bread that we made. Like, it would mold in, you know, in hot weather. We kept in the refrigerator or whatever, but it would start in five or six days, right? Because it didn't have anything to inhibit it, right? Not like the grocery store bread where it can hang out for a couple months and nothing wants to eat it. But he used to say, if there, there's a Twinkie on the counter and it'll be there in a month, and he used to say, if the bugs are smart enough not to eat it, you should be too. And that's a pretty good test, I think, as far as as health and, and uh, going forward. That that we'll get on to another time. But my point in all that was a lot of common sense, and that uh, that I got in working with my my dad and my grandpa. And what I, the other things that I want to to uh, uh, kind of get out of the way here, as far as obstacles, like the the goal is to decide that that is what you are going to do that that's a decision not like i want to be the king i was kind of thinking it'd be cool you know i read a story once where this guy had a ferrari and you know i saw this commercial on tv where if i buy his program i'm going to have a house in beverly hills and you know that that's not really where this is all all needs to go right it needs to start with yourself i want a kingdom it's going to start with me and i'm going to build a structure from there but first you have to decide that you are going to be the king and that's a decision before you buy this guy's program before you go on youtube and figure out how to get rich quick you have to decide that you're going to be the king that you are going to be king starting out of yourself you will own yourself you will not be triggered by what goes on in the world you will not listen to your friends sure you, they're your friends you'll listen to them. you'll probably outgrow them very quickly if they're not going to go on the king path with you but that you're not going to be taken down with words right? Or thoughts or feelings. You're going to have a focus like a king. And you'll answer, ask the question as you go along, what would a king do? And the sense of responsibility of building a kingdom, what would a king do on Friday night when you have a choice between this and that? You know, what what's a king do when, when he's got uh, $10 in his pocket? Is he going to go, you know, buy a 12-pack? Or is he going to go and, and uh, invest in his kingdom? So, as I said, in the, the first piece to all this is deciding that you're going to do it. Just making the decision that it will happen. And I'm going to leave you today with that question. You know, have you decided that you will be a king? Regardless of the size of the kingdom, the first decision is, have you decided that you are going to be a king? Because if that decision isn't made, all the other things 
are going to be excuses. If you don't make that decision, none of this matters. Like go listen to some other podcast where it kind of sedates you a little bit. The goal of this is to lay out specifically how to become a king, what it's going to take, the path that I took, and hopefully that your path is much shorter by realizing the steps that, that I've taken, the missteps I've taken, and have the experiences for yourself. You're going to have the wisdom. You're going to gain the wisdom by actually having the experiences. So don't make decisions so you don't have experiences. Once again, the question I'll leave you with is, have you decided that you will be a king?